0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Chris Burke thinks Rangers could fetch at least £25 million for Calvin Bassey. Celtic continue to close in on deals for their two key loanees and Sean Maloney looks set for an immediate return to management. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Mark Wilson. Yeah, well, the season may be over, Andrew, but there's still what's happening. You mentioned a few of the points there and usually we're starting to talk about transfers who are going to be incoming to clubs, who will be outgoing, but they're it's a big game round the corner next week Scotland face Ukraine we've got that build up to chat about hugely excited about it it could be World Cup bound for us come November so what's to talk about tonight and as always we are taking your call so anything you want to talk about 01419511025 is the number you need or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSP be, but we always want to hear from you on the phones to 0141 You can put your point to Mark Wilson, who is refreshed, back from holiday, ready to go. Uh, no, not really, <laughs> mate. I, honestly, I would usually say I'm delighted to be here, but 24 hours ago, I was on a beach Don't worry, in I Cyprus. I won't take it personally. No, nothing to do with you. I'm delighted to see you, but uh, it's just such a change. 24 hours on, I'm in here in the studio. I was hanging on a beach, pina colada. I tell um, you what, um, normally when you come back from holiday, I'm expecting the like the, the glowing red lights that we have around this studio for your face to be that colour. It's not actually as oh, bad as I thought it would be. you know why? Why? Oh, is that the Factor 50? I've got the Factor oh, 50 sent in, and I use it every single day, so, you know, whoever sent that in, thank you very much, because it's done a great job. I've so, got a nice golden brown colour about me. So if you didn't hear that at the time, there was a listener <laughs> that kindly knew that Mark Wilson was going to somewhere where he should not be going, yeah. Cyprus, somewhere that it was going to be extremely hot. Yeah. He thought, Mark needs to take care of his skin. Factor 50 was sent to you. And, it's amazing. Uh, I tell you what, it's, it's done the job. It's done... The job, I'm, I'm, I'm looking great. Were you um, wearing sunglasses for quite a lot of the holiday? Because I can t- there's sort <laughs> of a white, a, a white, white section round for the... Uh, yeah, yeah. You're looking a bit like Callum McGregor, actually, with a with mask. A mask. Ah, yeah. uh, well, I wasn't spraying P20 in my <laughs> eyeballs. So, yeah, I had sunglasses on. But I had a great time. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing, actually, when I flew out there. Because I made a joke about it that I was leaving on the day that Rangers were playing in the final in Seville and I've seen the fans at the airport and I've seen the atmosphere a lot of people heading out there on that day Did you find your Rangers pub to watch the game uh, in? You know what? Ah, unfortunately not because when I touched down I literally was walking through passport control as the game kicked off so I managed to get it on my phone and by the time I reached my hotel it was penalty kicks and then I was maybe just as well I wasn't in a, a Rangers pub that night because there would have been a lot of heartbroken people there we go, nice transition back into the football 01419511025 if you want to get in touch or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. of course plenty of transfer stories running around at this moment in time just as we're getting you know, towards the I was going to say towards the start of the new season the last season's only just ended but lots of big games coming up a name on lots of people's lips Calvin Bassey at the moment let's hear what former Rangers winger Chris Burke says about him because he thinks that Rangers could sell Calvin Bassey for more than £25 million however he'd like to see him stay at Ibrox It's certainly a possibility but I hope not for Rangers sake um, I think he's been a standout especially the last six months um, can play numerous positions as you could see in a back three or a back four you know he's a sheer powerhouse and um, as time goes on he's just getting better and better at a young age 
you know, I think he costs less than £1 million. Um, great recruitment from the club. And if they do sell him, it'll be a lot, a lot of money. You know, you, we talk about, you know, Kieran Tierney being the excess of £25 million. You know, you, you, can't, you can't see he would be any less than that. So I hope for Rangers' sake he does stay. He's still learning. He seems as if he's a great kid. And he was fantastic, especially in the European match. Um, so we hope that Rangers, we can see Calvin Bassey in a Rangers shirt next season. But I won't be surprised if it will be a bidding war for him. Yeah, that was Chris Burke speaking to Sky Sports there. Talking about transfer fees, they're always tough transfer fees when you're comparing to other players because you've got what buying clubs are willing to pay, what selling clubs are, are willing to accept. There's, you know, how many clubs are interested. You've got contract lengths. There's, there's so many factors that it, it's quite tough to compare two players when it comes to transfer fees. But the one thing Rangers fans will be hoping that if they're not able to hold on to Calvin Bassey, that his performances of late, will mean that they should be able to get a good price for him. Well, they certainly should. Uh, if that's what Rangers want to do um, and sell him on, if there are bids for him, then they will get a good price for him. Um, like comparisons to Kieran Tierney, you can maybe see why, you know, similar position when he plays in that left-back position. Um, but Kieran Tierney was further down the road in his development than Calvin Bassey. As Kieran Tierney had played over 100 games for Celtic, double treble, Champions League and so on, international recognition. Calvin Bassey's had a very good season and I think he's finished the season incredibly well. A standout in that Rangers team that gets to a European final. And when you get to the final and the Scottish Cup final and you put in performances like he does, then people often sit up and take notice and say, well, if this boy can do it in the top stage, then he'll do it for us. So, look, the way transfer prices are going down south at the minute, I mean, anything, anything could be put on the table really because it's, it's that hard to predict. But... There's one thing for sure. I think there will be a few suitors for Bassey in the summer and it's it'll test Rangers resolve what they think he's worth, what they're willing to knock back for him, um, and the player himself. You know, is he committed? Does he want to stay at the club that's just come off a fantastic run in the Europa League? Does he want to show at the Champions League qualifiers? Or does he want to go down south to something a wee bit more glamorous? Who knows? That'll be down to the player and his agent. Whatever goes on to happen Rangers will feel like this is a, a good piece of business that they've done with Calvin Bassey because he was one of these cross-border compensation deals came from Leicester I think it was about £230,000 we've seen these work for Celtic and Rangers Moussa Dembele was a prime yeah. example of that um, we've seen a few others as well so I think Joe Aribo was similar when he came from Charlton so Rangers will be happy that you know for the price they got him for whatever profit will be completely maximised yeah well it's got to be the blueprint for for um, Rangers and Celtic you know because they, they just can't compete they'll go to a certain level where 7 to 10 million something like that um, and that's it but for these players these young players um, bring them to Scotland then it has to be a gamble and look more often than not it won't pay off you won't get £25 million pounds or, or or figures like that for most of them but if you can find one you know a Dembele in there or if Bassey turns out that way then you've done your job the, the model can be then seen to have worked so it's what Rangers will probably concentrate now from now on as well if they see Bassey you know succeeding at this level and keep going then the blueprint's definitely right but of course we keep saying it we've said it from Mar with Morelos for, for years now it seems that it seems appealing, it seems attractive, but unless there's bids, you know, put in from concrete bids, then it's all just speculation. 0141 is the number you need. Frank is a Rangers fan in the city centre. Frank, 
How vital is it you think that Rangers need to hold on to Calvin Bassey this summer? Uh, the first piece of business that Van Bronckhurst should do is get him in the office and if you have to double his wages or treble his wages, you do it. You do it because the guy is going to be a top-class player. I remember um, Tierney for Celtic. He was a great player. This boy's every bit as good. Every bit as good. And it's important that we keep... I think two or three players are going to go. I hope it's no him. Well, no, Frank's right. Rangers fans will want him to stay, you know, and build in what he's done. I mean, to have a player in and maybe... Have him for what has he played this season? Fifty games or something yeah. like that, and then to lose him so quickly, I think the Rangers fans would be disappointed in that. They want to see him grow and develop, much like Tierney. Frank mentioned Tierney. Now Tierney obviously came through the youth system, became a fan's favourite, not just over one season, over a couple of seasons, and he he went on to to really get in the Celtic fans' hearts. I think Rangers fans will want that with with Bassey, and you keep him for a couple more years. And they get in the Champions League Or they get to the latter stages of qualification for that And then the Europa League again That price rises Did you have another point Frank? Yeah the next one is Gilmore Billy Gilmore Get him in in a season loan Because we need it uh, I think Billy Davis uh, The boy Davis will go And I think we could we could lose Aribo So we need cover And he's the ideal choice Without spending a lot of money and finally uh, well, we'll take that point Frank and I'll let you come back in uh, on Billy Gilmore I think there's always going to be those links to Rangers just because he came through the youth system he went to Norwich it, it didn't really work out for him this season there were so many calls from Scotland fans especially that he should be playing more for Norwich could you see him coming back up to Scotland no. in a loan deal? No not for me I think Billy Gilmore has I know it didn't work for him at Norwich but I think he's surpassed coming back to Scotland at this early stage in his career I think he'll have tens of clubs in England who would be willing to take him and play him, um, you know, more competitive games than Rangers. And I get that where Rangers have been in Europe and he'll get that opportunity, but I just don't think he would come up back up to Scotland at this moment in his career. Yeah, I think Gilmore only has one year left on his Chelsea contract as well, so maybe they've got a decision to make this summer whether they extend his contract and loan him out in the hope that he'll continue to develop or maybe think, right... If we're not going to offer him a new deal to to try and get money for him this summer, yeah, no, nah, listen, I'd, I'd be surprised if Chelsea don't extend that deal pretty quickly. But, you know, you see it with players all the time, and especially young players who have came through and played first team football. Clubs don't let them just walk away. You know, Chelsea will be they're not short a bit of cash, are they? So I think he'll be offered a new deal and then he'll be loaned out elsewhere. Or who knows? You, you never know. I mean, he got his chance. I know it was under Lampard, and he got his chance, and the game is slightly different now. Uh, at Chelsea but he's that good a player um, that I think surrounded by the right players he could play at the top level What was your final point Frank? Uh, Alan McGregor I think he's still undecided about what he wants to do and I would say to him Alan the supporters want you to stay you're a legend at Ibrooks, and you would be sorely missed that's that's really it yeah, well, Alan McGregor, it, it looked as if it was the final goodbye at Hamden when he got <laughs> subbed on on Saturday, but when he was interviewed after the game, he, he kind of said, you know what, I'll go away on holiday and who knows, I might turn up for pre-season training. So, <laughs> y- 
you never know. I don't want to try and get inside the mind of Alan McGregor, but he could he could potentially yeah. still be a Rangers player next season. That must be great. See when you get to that age, Andrew, usually you are clinging on and begging <laughs> for a contract at clubs, but he's got the luxury and the the uh, goodwill in the bank to say, I you know what, I don't know. It's on my terms. I'll go away and think about it and come back. I still think he can do a job at Rangers. I really do. I think he's shown this season how how good he is still. But it's about him, you know. I think supporters always forget about this the strain at his age that the game is putting on his body, the stress. I mean, getting to the final in Seville, wonderful, and it would have been a great experience. But you imagine the pressure; it's on his shoulders, and you just think, can he be bothered with that again? You know, he's achieved so much in the game, so. I think the ability's still there I think the body will still do it but whether his mind you know wants to is a different matter well thank you to Frank 01419511025 that's the number George in Knightswood has dialed George what's on your mind tonight hi there I was listening to the show the other night there in the run about the European thing and my, in my opinion I don't think any Scottish club will do in the next 10 years what Rangers done in, in terms of getting to the final and getting to a final but the money is involved in Spain Italy Germany all these places I don't think any Scottish club will get to a final in the next 10 years well look we said that 10 years ago probably and Rangers were in a <laughs> a worse place then um, and I was the exact same even getting into this season I thought I thought our, our club Celtic and Rangers have always got potential to do something a wee bit special in terms of even if they get to the uh, the groups out the group stages in the Champions League, I still think that's special. I think Europa League, if they got to the quarter final, it'd be special. I still think they've got the ability to do that. To get to the final needs a whole host of things to to fall into place, you know. And I'm not taking anything away from Rangers here, but I'm just taking their run. You know, when they play Dortmund and Haaland's missing, and you know they they go through other situations other players are injured to score goals at the right time VR decisions going their way rightly going their way um, and you need everything to come together and it, it happened for Rangers and it was great you need the injury free and all the rest of it but Rangers weren't injury free you know Rangers actually had their own problems as well but who knows is what I'm saying when we've seen Rangers do it I mean everybody would have looked at this Rangers team this season and said no chance You go back to Celtic And Seville you, you can see maybe why People would have thought When they've got Larson And Sutton Guys like that You know Real superstars But When you've seen this Rangers team do it, It's so unexpected That how can you rule it Celtic or Rangers Not repeating that In the next 10 Yeah I mean It just goes to show How rare it is For one of our Scottish clubs It's It, it was bizarre For me anyway In a working capacity Being at European Games In, in April and May Because in my lifetime it's happened three times that, yeah. that Scottish clubs have made it to a European final and, and that just shows how big an achievement it was for Rangers to get that far well incredible like, you're usually wrapped up at away games you know <laughs> and then it comes to April May and you're in in the scorching heat everywhere you're going no just phenomenal I, I mean when I played with, with Celtic we got at the group stages Champions League you know anything after Christmas was seen as a huge success and now we're seeing Rangers Go into the latter stages Well the final But the latter stages Over the last few years It's now becoming Realistic to get March and April Football So With the additions that, that Celtic are certainly Probably going to make just now And how they are looking Under Ange Postecoglou And if Rangers can Keep the majority of their squad And maybe build on it Then who knows You know We've seen them beat some big teams Did you have, a, uh, did you have another point George? It was just about The Calvin Bassey thing 
Um, should he stay or should he go? Is he what and what he's worth? Yep, on you go. Uh, right, I think Rangers should keep him regardless of what the, is offered. I think the guy is priceless. I mean, Mark, there always there's always a point in Scottish football where there's a certain figure that you can't say no to. But when you look at the Rangers squad going into next season, Connor Goldson's not signed up yet. He has been Rangers' main centre back for the last four years. He's basically played every game. If you're losing him, you're going to need some stability at centre back, and, and Calvin yeah. Bassey could be the one to offer that at, at his age. Well, he will be. You know, he's still a young boy just now, but he's got the experience. He's shown he can come up against top opposition. Um, incredibly fit lad. But George mentioned there the the price. The price is a big thing because any club, any club in Scotland, if somebody comes in with something that's too good to turn down, then I'm afraid it's sometimes taken out the players' hands and it's upstairs that make the decision <laughs> that you're going and uh, and and that's the end of it. So it's going to be a tough one, but it's like, all oh, speculative just now until somebody makes a bid. But there's no doubt about it. He's finished the season in incredible form and he deserved his man in the match award. In the Scottish Cup final And he was immense In the Europa League final um, So clubs sit up And take notice of that Well thank you to George 01419511025 Give us a call now And you could be up next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson here with me Andrew McLean In the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 If you want to get in touch Or you can give us a call Or you can send us a tweet Sorry At Clyde SSB I was just scrolling through Twitter there Came across something really bizarre And the official English Premier League's Twitter Are handing out awards for the season and one of them was for the most powerful goal. The most powerful goal award. That's that's that? rubbish. Emotion- that is not a emotionally thing. powerful or <laughs> sure shot powerful. The, the one that just made you well up uh, slightly. Or no, it's. I watched the video of it. it's Fernandinho from outside the box. The keeper gets his hand to it. It doesn't look overly. I have no idea what the. So what are they measure that on? I have, shot speed. I don't even want to look into it. That's how much it's enraged me I that this that. is even a thing. Most powerful. It's just handing, handing awards out awards for anything. Right? I wish you did that in my day. I might have won a few. Would you have For most powerful goal what, what sort of rogue award Would you have won Most baggy strip See all the photos I look back in My Dundee United days The, the, the least like... aerodynamic Footballer in Scotland <laughs> But a drag When I was running Yeah And that big parachute I had 01419511025 On the phones John is a Celtic fan Up next In the East End John What's on your mind tonight uh, Hi Andrew Hi uh, Mark um, Just um, uh one of the things, there was a guy on, I actually tried to get through a couple of nights ago, but we were obviously too busy. Um, there was a, they were talking about likes of Rangers bringing through quite a few guys from the youth, um, boys like McKinnon and the boy Lowry and stuff. Um, and I was just wondering, because Celtic really, the last couple of years, haven't they really done that? Uh, like in previous years, we've brought through guys like the young boy, the Bell and stuff. This year, the only boy that I can think of off the top of my head was the boy Doak, who's by all accounts looks like he's going to Liverpool or he's already left. So I was just wondering, on Mark's opinion... Oh, my opinion on... Vickers or I'm not talking about Carla Vickers or Jota. How are we going to go this year, Mark? Are we going to go back to the Asian market? 
Well, I think there's a dodgy line there. I think I it's the, the Asian market that, that John said there. Oh, I think so. I think Ange Postacoglu knows that market. I, I don't think he's made any secret about that. I, I'm seeing speculation already about looking at players. Um, there was certainly, a, was it yesterday or the day before, talk about Ko Itakura, who's yeah. a, a centre-back, had been on loan at Schalke. I know he's not been playing in Japan of late. He's a Manchester City player, but Ange Postacoglu has those links with the, the City group as well. But a Japanese international could... You know he's found success with Japanese players so far. It's well, I don't, as if another one he's looking at. Yeah, I don't think any Celtic fans would turn their nose up at that. Seeing the success that the the players have had so far, so Ange Postecoglou with these connections, it makes it it makes it a whole lot easier to get these deals done. You know that he knows the league himself, but you'd mentioned that Andrew that he's got these connections with the the City Group that makes deals go through quicker. Um, but in terms of young players, Celtic have you know John was saying about young players there, but. You look at Ralston, Ralston's still young and he's he's played a huge part this season. Welsh been in the team, I know Doke's away um, now. So uh, although Celtic have not had many Tierneys or McGregors through who have been absolute standouts, they're still still slowly churning out a few. Yeah, I think Dane Murray is pretty highly rated centre-back. Well, he Celtic. started played, played the season. At, the, at the start of the yeah. season. But I, th- I think the, the problem for some of the younger players at Celtic is that Ange Postacoglu was successful in bringing in the players he wanted to bring in so he had quite a big squad and, and quite a deep squad so that you know limits the opportunities for some of these younger players well of course it does and it happens at every big club you always hear that young players come through in cycles you know there's a batch that will come through and then it maybe be a few years until you get that again but big clubs like Celtic and Rangers as long as the drip feed a few through every year then it keeps the fans happy because the fans love big signings you know you know, big glamorous signings coming in and boosting the squad, but they also love the homegrown players. Somebody that comes through knows the club, and then eventually they get sold on, like Tierney we were mentioning earlier. John, is there any business in particular, ins or outs, that you'd like to see Celtic do this summer? Apart from the two obvious ones, as in um, Cameron Carter, Vickers, and Jota, um, I don't know. I've seen, um, I don't know. I've seen it on one of the. Um, I, 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 sorry, it was a bit of a bad line. I kind of lost you right at the start of the the, the call. But this boy is a um, Katara or something like that. The boy who's coming from Man City and all. Yeah, Koetakura was we we just Ko-Etakura. touched on him shortly. Yeah, a, a centre back. Uh, he he yeah. certainly looks like a player. And I, again, as well, uh, I don't have a problem as well. We obviously we've done it with the boy O'Reilly. We've gone in the lower leagues in England. Because I'm pretty sure there's, I bet there's a, a good few gems there as well. Uh, we don't have to necessarily, not that I have a problem at all with going down the Asian market. Um, but what I like about Postacoglu is he gives guys a chance. And uh, even right at the start of the season, the boys like Shaw, who ended up going to Motherwell, and the boy, I think he went doing, or uh, uh, I can't remember, I'm sorry, apologies if I pronounced his name wrong. But the guy, I think he went away to Sheffield Wednesday or the cave for Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, or Sazi or Agidi. Ah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad you say that. Um, but it, it's just, I guess, I like the fact that he gives guys a chance. Whereas a lot of managers in the past, Lennon probably especially, brought these boys in, never gave them a chance, never played them, and they ended up, we ended up losing them. But, but you know what, with Ange Postecoglou, he had to give them a chance because he came in and it was sort of unknown. You know, you need to remember that other managers come in, they've got a wee bit of time really to 
or, or they've seen the league, they've been here before, they've got a close connection. Ange Postacoglu couldn't have came from a further away place, so he came in, he had a pre-season. Remember some of the pre-season games Celtic had? One that sticks in my head is one at home at West Ham, and I know they've got a lot of good players, but that was alarming. But Ange Postacoglu had, had to play these young guys like John Sane and the first-team players who had failed the season before. I mean, there was guys that played in that team that are still at the club that just haven't had a look in that Ange Postacoglu yeah. is going to have to shift this summer. Guys yeah, like Barkas, guys like Ayeti, yeah. Soro. Celtic have a big squad and, and Ange Postacoglu is going to have a task in his hands to, to try and get those out to help move more well, bodies. Well, I mean, he'll have to trim it. I mean, I, I'm guessing, you know, as a manager, he's already had that conversation with the players, but it's kind of out of his hands now. He's made his decision. He would have told the guys upstairs, these are the ones we want to move on. I've already had the conversation. I'm now going to concentrate on the players who I want to bring in. You deal with them. So it's very rarely a manager's problem. At that level, it's not a manager's problem when it gets to this stage. But you're right. It's a whole host of players, big name players on big wages, who sat for a lot of the second half of the season in the stand, not even on the bench, in the stand watching. And Celtic must clear them out because they've not got an infant amount of money even though they've got this Champions League money they don't want to waste it in guys just sitting there doing nothing John was talking about whether it's the, the Japanese market or the lower leagues in England Ange Postacoglu has, has managed to pick players from all around the world really mm. and the majority of them have been a success so you think Celtic fans will have a whole lot of confidence going into this window that whoever Ange Postacoglu brings in even if it's names of guys that they've never heard of before that they'll feel they'll be able to get it right just yeah. based on, on those two previous transfer windows he's got so much goodwill in the bank because it's, recruitment is probably the hardest thing for a manager in football because it's really as a gamble you know you, you spend you know an extraordinary amount of money on players we've seen it even in the Premier League in England they come in and they're a flop but you can find these gems Ange Postacoglu most of these signings if not all of them have, have been positive this season like he's not going to get them all right but I think I mentioned has to go to his recruitment staff as well it's a bit naive to think that one man is is doing all this he's got the final say he knows the, the Japanese market of course he does but the the English market the lower leagues the European market yeah, have I, I think Postacoglu had even said when Matt O'Reilly signed you know, he was one that the club were already looking at yeah. that was flagged yeah. up to him so there's obviously a balance there some of them are, are players that he knows some of them will be recommendations from, from managers he's worked with in the past and others will be players that have, have previously been recruited by Celtic that they've yeah. been tracking for a while but that's the thing and now he's got Mark Lawwell in as well to help him um, a guy that knows the market very well so if anything uh, you know, Celtic are in a much stronger position this window than, than they were in January and that's got to excite I think the Celtic fans at this stage of the season Well thank you to John 01419511025 is the number you need Ken is next up in Cambus Lang Ken, what are you thinking tonight? Uh, how's it going? How's it going Mark? Enjoy your holiday mate? All right, that was great Ken, aye, thanks for asking <laughs> right. uh, well, First of all, I know Celtic probably need to get maybe a centre-back, a left-back and probably a striker but financially, they wouldn't have any problems. The last time they were in the Champions League group stage, I think it was 10 years ago, their combined revenue that year, including the gate receipts, was £101 million. So we should exceed that this season. But the main point I was pointing up for was, I mean, it's good to hear about all this, about how Celtic Rangers might do in, in the Champions League in Europe. But also remember, this should be the first season, the one that I, first one I can remember, where because Hearts have got the group stages of the Europa League, we should have at least three teams in Europe until Christmas and hopefully three teams in it after Europe. 
which it's, is going to be great in Scottish football. Yeah, it's an exciting time, Mark, because it, it's strange to think about having a, a team outside of Celtic and Rangers in the group stages yeah. of European competition, but Hearts are guaranteed that. Yeah, and yeah. incredible. That's fantastic for them, not only just for for profile, but financially as well. Well, as I mean, UEFA has been criticised in the past for kind of watering down tournaments and, and adding teams as you go along. But for small countries like ours, with, with the budgets we've got, it's terrific for us. The excitement generated for the fans and even the neutrals in, in Scottish football to see Hearts uh, and other clubs in Europe this year. I mean, Dundee United, we're all going to go away for a Dundee United away day. Me and Callum, there we are, my old baggy United top. You know, it's just... It is great because fans are used to just, especially if you're not a fan of Celtic Rangers, used to see their team struggling. If they get to the cup final in May, it's a great achievement. If they get to a League Cup final, that's the pinnacle. But to take their team into Europe, something else. A lot of people last summer were sceptical about the Europa Conference League coming in and there being a third tier of European competition. I was probably one of them as well. I wasn't really sure how it would go. You look at the final last night. Jose Mourinho yeah. and Roma winning it. You see how much it meant to Jose Mourinho, one of the most successful managers that of the modern era of football. Yeah. It was basically in tears at winning that competition. Oh. It's not it's, it's not a diddy competition as, as some people were making out that it would oh, be. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it's going to take a wee bit of getting used to in the, the inaugural season. You know, I remember Brendan Rodgers was it said, I don't even know really what this competition yeah. is or where it leads to, but we have to go with it. Nonsense Of course he knew what it was And when it gets down to the latter stages And you see the quality that's in it Then every team wants to be there And for our smaller teams uh, In this country To have a chance of getting in, a, in amongst that And getting the revenue it comes with It's terrific You're saying Ken That it's good for the whole of Scottish football Having three teams In the group stages For Celtic specifically Getting straight into the Champions League group stages How exciting a prospect is that for you? Oh, I mean, considering some of the teams that we can that we could be playing, it is great to be playing among some of the best teams in Europe. And those those nights back at Celtic Park, I mean, that's what we want. As fans, that's what we want. We want to be playing against the best. We want these Champions League nights. So long they continue. There's so much that comes with Champions League football, Mark. Everyone talks about the financial aspect of it and whatever it's worth, forty million getting into the group stages of the competition. But for supporters, it's about being able to turn up and see some of the best players in the world, turn up at your stadium, being able to go away to some of these yeah. matches, play against the likes of whether it's Barcelona, PSG, you know, AC mm. Milan as well will be in it next season. Yeah. This is what fans dream of. Uh, well, of course it is. I mean, it, it's just the all-round package. When I was there, it was what I wanted to play in, you know, just for the everything that comes with it. Um, I think for Celtic this year, the Celtic fans, there's a lot of intrigue how this team's going to play. They've watched Ange Postacoglu take this team from an absolute car wreck into a machine that looks capable of beating anyone on its day. Now, the European games were a flaw, but it was his first season. He was still getting things right. And come August or September, should I say, when these games kick off, that Celtic team will be in a much stronger position. I think the fans think this may be a really interesting Champions League um, group stage for them but of course you get some of the big guns in there that can blow you away on any given day it was always a criticism of Brendan Rodgers that in the Champions League group stages he didn't change his style (laughs) and they would concede sometimes you know 5-7 against the likes of Barcelona and PSG at times 
Ange Postacoglu I think was asked about that in an interview he did with an Australian outlet and said you know will you park the bus against these teams and I think his response was something along the lines of I've never owned a bus but Ange Postacoglu <laughs> is, is really true to his style and yeah. he'll feel that if he can get the right players playing a system he he, he wants to take that system and, and test it against the best teams well it does uh, I mean even though he had major flaws in Europe and I stood here on this show and I said look Celtic this season in Europe they chances to change it within games he didn't but he still gave teams a run for their money especially away through home um, it's about getting that better and getting they were more exciting games as well oh, they were four, unbelievable 3 away to Betis 3-2 yeah. away to Leverkusen Leverkusen uh, it was the Leverkusen game that I was critical after it because they had the game in the palm of their hands and mm. they, they didn't change they brought on attacking subs and they threw it away but you probably look at the back four at that stage and it wasn't as fine-tuned as it is at the minute. I think it'll be even better then and I think that's what he'll be working on. Getting that back four better, going forward, I don't think anything will change and that's what makes it such an exciting prospect. Well, thank you to Ken, 01419511025. Give us a call now and you could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 01419511025 if you want to get in touch or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. That's what... Tinky Boy has done He's asking a question That I don't know the answer to But it's something That annoyed me as well He's saying Can I ask a quick question Why was the Europa League final Before the Conference League final Just wondering I thought it, thought it would have went In order of importance Just a thought I have no idea Why it's the case But for some reason It annoyed me as well mm. You're looking at me for an answer? No, not even know. an answer. I just it just an seems like a weird thing. You'd think it would just be uh, Conference League final, Europa League final, and Champions League final. Maybe where where was the final last night again? Uh, in a, a tiny stadium somewhere. Yeah, I was going to say maybe to do with the heat in Spain, but that's that's pretty hot there as well. Yeah, is it? Uh-huh. a week apart as well. I'm not sure it would have made too know. much difference. Maybe somebody for UEFA. I'll phone in. Calm, phone somebody for UEFA. Find that out. I don't even think he's next... listening to us anymore. He's checking it. <laughs> anyway, 01419511025 on the phones. A bit of news as well. Dundee look to be closing in on the appointment of Sean Maloney as their new manager. Of course, he was sacked just over a month ago after a disappointing four months in charge at Hibs. So it'll be very interesting to see how that works out for him at Dundee. You know what? I'm delighted for him. Um, and I know ex-teammate of mine's good guy, but he is a good coach. And you just mentioned there, four months, you know, absolutely nothing uh, in charge of a football club and he loses his job. I thought it was a crazy decision at the time. If you're going to, if you're going to bring a manager, go to that lens to bring a manager in, bring his staff in, change a few things behind the scenes to suit him, then you've got to give him time. You've got to give him to after the summer transfer window and let him do things properly. So it's sometimes hard when you get sacked to get back in and I'm glad that Sean might have the opportunity to go into Dundee. I think, obviously, connections with Gordon Strachan there um, will work quite well. And uh, fingers crossed he does well because he's a good guy. As you say, it can be tough to get back in. You look at the the guy he was competing with to get the job, Jack Ross, Jack Ross who, yeah. who hasn't got back in since he left Hibs. A lot of people thought he was sort of unfairly yeah. dismissed by Hibs and he's still struggled to get back in for whatever reason. But Sean Maloney will be delighted that, you know, yeah. What's that? Just over a month after that, he's able to get back in there because he'll feel he's got a point to prove. Oh, of course he will. But because one thing about Sean is he, he's always believed in himself. He incredibly focused. I've, I've said about him before as a player. He was one of the most committed players that I've I've ever played with in terms of the work he did and put into it and analysing things as a player. 
I know as a coach he'll be the exact same way So just to get that short space of time at Hibs And be dismissed Then I thought it was unfair So he'll have the proper batting from Gordon Stratton Gordon will, will give him the support he needs There at the club And he's he's certainly got the know-how To turn that club around um, And Jack Ross Well, I think it's Jack Ross's decision I don't think it I don't think Jack Ross will be short of offers because he's a terrific coach as well. So I don't think it'll be long before we see him back, whether that's in Scotland, that's another matter. I'm interested in the dynamic of going into that job because there's maybe two ways to look at it that they've just been relegated, but they've got a squad that has Premiership experience and you mm. should be happy with where you are. Or is there a lot of pressure straight away because a lot of supporters will be expecting right we need to go straight back up yeah. But we've seen it's not an easy league to get out of No it's not it, You can be trapped there for years But My opinion Of that Dundee side Is that If it is Sean that goes in um, I think he might tear that up And, and start from fresh I thought that was a problem uh, Last year That Premier League experience got brought in But they were ageing There was problems there They were maybe the wrong type of characters um, In that group And it clearly didn't work And they had their problems throughout the season I think Sean the way he is, the character he is, he might have a look at that and think, I need to start fresh here. You'll think having that full summer will help because it seemed to me a lot of the time when you watched Sean Maloney's Hibs that they were trying to play a style of football that just didn't suit the players mm, yeah. that they had. So if he's got this first full summer transfer window to go in, try and pick the players that are suited yeah. to his style, it should make it more comfortable but, for him. Well, yeah, pick, pick the players, but Andrew, see just even having the time on the training pitch to actually put your ideas into play uh, and even if you work at that three times a day, you know, it, it gets here. You've seen Ange Bosicoglu when he, he had that summer and the full pre-season to get that style in. We clearly seen the style from the first few games of the season. To do it throughout a season is incredibly difficult because you're just managing the players to the next game. You don't really get any time. You have to manage them the, uh, physically in terms of getting them away from the training ground. Pre-season's different. So I'm sure Sean will relish the fact of getting in there, getting his choice of players, but having ample time on the training ground with him. Well, let's go back to the phones. Ricky is a Celtic fan in Easterhouse. Ricky, what have you got for us? Good evening, Andrew Matt. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. Uh, I, 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 do you remember I was on Mark? And I asked you and Mr. DL uh, would you change his mind uh, who would win the league? Mr. DL stayed with the Rangers and you couldn't change his, your mind but you want. If you would have you ever changed it to Celtic, do you remember that call? Uh, I'm going to say aye for the sake of this argument to see where it goes. Yeah. You, you're just saying yes no, because you know that you, you I, came I, out right I, in it all. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, Mark, you, you, you're a wee bit of foresight there that you came out right. So uh, what I was going to say was uh, I totally agree with what you were saying about Maloney and I think maybe every whether Postacoglu maybe a couple of your young boys because I think he played the same kind of style of football that Postacoglu would like but on the transfer market for Celtic I think we need another holding midfielder I think we'll go at uh, I think the can't say slows the game down I watched them last year slowing the game down Sorrow I think is a bit rash at times and I think we need, so I don't know if we'll get through the but I think we need somebody there and pushing Callum McGregor further forward, because I think that's where he uh, is at his best. Pushing McGregor, uh, Callum forward and somebody in there, just sweeping up at the back, picking it off and then giving it to the, the, the creative boys. What do you think? Yep, couldn't agree more. I think it's a stand-up position for Celtic, because Callum McGregor has to carry the can in that position so often. And Ricky's right. When he steps forward 
it, it brings so much going forward. So uh, you think you wonder if you know Celtic could do it with somewhere somebody else in there. Now uh, James McCarthy at the time, I, I thought it was a good signing. I'd said last year, good signing, experience, just not worked out. You know. Uh, it just hasn't sorrow fell by the wayside I expect him probably to be moving on in the summer so Hatati, I, I suppose could play that position but Just the Gucci is an interesting one because yeah. Ange Postacoglu said towards the end of the season that he was unlucky that you hadn't had as much game time but would would you think that if he was at the level that he should be starting every week that he just would have had the game time well who knows the answer to that because we only saw a brief glimpse of him um, I'm sure to Ange Postacoglu could have Played him a few more minutes at the end um, If he really meant that I think he will have a future there But I just think like Ricky's saying If you can bring someone in That can take the weight a bit off McGregor's shoulders In that position Slightly different Maybe a bit bigger physically um, You know, I always remember Victor Wanyama coming in You know, giant boy Young at the time Bit rash But he could play If Celtic could find some one like that especially for the European nights I think that's where it's so critical Ricky are there any other positions that you'd look to strengthen? Well I, I know he's looking at a striker uh, the Moroccan boy I know he's looking at him I know, I know we're looking at obviously a left back for Hammer but whatever listen, whatever up to now whatever Andrew's brought out he's had the mildest touch and I can't see that falter for a wee while yet you know I just think the guy knows what he wants he's whole I think that he's a manager uh, in the worst with tunnel vision. That's what I want, and that's what I'm going to get, you know. And I think he pursues the player, and I think the way he maybe talks to the player, that these players are just under his spell. I, I want to come and play for you because I, I just I, 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 these guys that brought in they've been phenomenal, you know. There's no being a bad player amongst them. So I, I put my hands in the, the Andrews. You can do what you want and you'll, you'll, you'll come I think many Celtic fans will feel the same. And yeah. You think the Celtic board as well will feel, you know, looking at the last two transfer windows, that they're able to back this guy yeah. in the transfer windows. Well, his hand's incredibly strong wherever he goes to the board. I mean, how often have we heard throughout the years of managers, you hear it after the leave, trying to sign players, they've had a wee gripe saying, well, I wanted to sign them, went to the board, that didn't happen, you know, didn't quite get across the line. And McGinn's a big one John McGinn Everybody still remembers Ange Postacoglu Is Has got such a strong case Now For all the players he's brought in That he could maybe mention Anybody And get them in The building um, And you've got to take your hat off To the Celtic You cut me off there Andrew I was just I was mid Speech no, I'm boring I was just bored I was just thought You know what I'll uh... Alright okay I'll continue But I mean The players he brought in um have been that much a success that people think this guy can do no wrong but everybody's got to be realistic he's never going to get them all right there'll be signings next season I'm sure won't quite work out but as long as he gets one or two right in key positions then the fans will forget about the, the poorer ones so it'll be interesting and interesting to see how much money he's got to spend that's the thing you know because he's done things in a fairly basic well not basic budget but it's not tens of millions going out 
But this this time he's got a wee bit of money, so interesting to see who he brings in. Well, thank you to Ricky, and thank you for all your calls and tweets tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night. Hugh Keevans will be in the studio with me. Plenty more transfer talk, and of course, a huge, huge Scotland game coming up next Wednesday, and hopefully an even bigger one on Sunday against Wales in Cardiff. And make sure to stick around tonight, because Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>